I know that your viewers want me to get right into my NDE, but it isn't as simple as that. I'm not going to tell you my whole life story. However, getting to the NDE will take a little bit more time. I'm not going to sit here and lie to anyone. My ex-husband wasn't exactly father or husband of the year, but I thought deep down if I loved him enough he would change. It seemed that the more I loved him though, the more he changed for the worse. My husband stayed at home with the kids while I went to work. It had been this way since 1997 when he lost his job at the shipyard after a pretty serious accident caused by him because he loved the drink a little too much. He ended up costing the company he worked for a couple of million in equipment losses and a couple of hundred thousand in settlements to the workers he permanently injured. As I said, he messed up. I had been working my way up in a company that I still work for today, and by the time he had been fired, I was the breadwinner anyway. When we got married, we decided to have two kids. Luckily for us, the first time was a charm, and we ended up with fraternal twins. One boy and one girl. They were born in October of 1995. Starry got a little teary-eyed. Anyway, he lost his job as a crane operator in 1997, so we decided it would be a good idea for him to stay home with the kids while I worked. I wish I had known then what I know now, because I would have kept taking them to daycare. My babies would probably still be alive today if I had. For a few months after we started doing things this way, everything seemed fine. He stopped drinking and things seemed okay. Fast forward to the beginning of the year, 1998. I came home from work. He was on the couch watching the TV, and the kids were down for their afternoon naps. I asked how his day went, and he said fine, and I went to check on the kids. They were sound asleep in their beds, so I went back into the living room to talk to him. I asked him what was for dinner, and he backhanded me. I should have known then and there to leave, but I was stupid. Of course, he apologized for it and said he thought I was disrespecting him because I was working, and he wasn't. It started to become more and more of an occurrence. Usually it was only once a month, and then it became more and more regular until he started drinking and doing it nightly. It got so bad that I began to run out of excuses for my boss on why I wasn't at work or why I had caked up makeup on. I know what everyone seems to be thinking. Why wouldn't you just leave the piece of trash? It's easier said than done especially when you think you're in love. There's not a day that goes by that I wish I hadn't left sooner. August 16, 2005, I decided to get off of work early. I had been working quite a bit to finish a project that needed to be done and had finished it earlier than expected, so I told my boss that I was taking off and headed home to surprise my husband. I walked into my house and noticed the trash that I called my husband was not in his usual spot drinking on the couch, so I made my way down the hall and heard whimpering from my daughter's room. I will not describe what I saw him doing, but I imagine you already know. I ran to the bedroom and grabbed the pistol we kept in our safe and put it to his head. I wished to God I had pulled the trigger. I didn't and it cost me everything a year later. The divorce went through fairly quickly. It turns out that he had been taking turns with both of our children for the better part of three years. I had no idea. With charges pending and him in jail, I figured everything would be fine for me and the kids. It wasn't. The night my children and I died, we were coming home from therapy. As soon as we walked in the door, I saw a flash and felt a burning sensation in my chest. I immediately fell to my knees and on my face. 
He shot me five more times, each time missing vital organs by mere centimeters. My children weren't as lucky. I watched as he shot my daughter first, and then my son, slowly breathing my last breath. I heard him mutter something along the lines of, now we will all die. I watched him take his own life and took my final breath. I remember standing up and looking around, looking at my son and daughter and my body and feeling nothing. I don't know why I felt nothing for them, I just didn't at that time. What I did feel was this strange tugging sensation around my belly button area. It's hard to describe, but if you think about it in human terms, the tugging sensation felt like a cat or kitten tugging at your shoelace, or a piece of string that you were holding. When I looked down, I saw what appeared to be a string attached to me. The tugging sensation continued. First it was a light tug, and then it got stronger and stronger. It felt like I was being pulled towards something, but I was being pulled on ice, so my body just moved along without friction. I can't even begin to tell you how long it took for the tugging to stop. The tunnel was what I would describe as true black. No light was allowed in except for the light that I was being pulled towards. Some of the images I saw in the darkness, though, were horrendous. Hitler's speech, muggings, 9-11, and others. Finally, after what seemed like days, maybe even weeks or months, I arrived at the light, and with a popping-like sound, I was through. What I saw and felt here was some of the greatest love and joy that I had ever felt. I felt as if I were a baby in my daddy's arms again. Looking around, I saw a dark-skinned man with a beard. He was wearing a toga robe and hat on sandals. When you're in heaven, you immediately know what Jesus Christ looks like. As I made my way over to where he was, I could see that he was surrounded by multiple people. I could feel the love pouring out of him for all of us and knew that I wasn't worthy of it, so I started to walk away. As I was walking away, I heard Jesus say in my mind, my daughter, where are you going? Lord, I am not worthy to be in your presence, I thought back. His words stunned me. My daughter, everyone who believes in me, is worthy to be in my presence. I turned and saw that Jesus was now beside me. Walk with me, my daughter. He said. As we walked, Jesus told me my purpose and why I was there. It was here that I realized that I wasn't dreaming, I was dead. My kids. I said looking at Jesus, I could tell by the expression he made that they were gone. Why? Why did you give them to me only to take them away? I asked. That is what they wanted. They chose this ending for themselves. Wait, what do you mean they chose this? Every soul contracts itself through my father. Earth is not your final destination. Your final destination is to ultimately rejoin with my father. After you have learned and experienced life. Stunned, I said back, that makes no sense, Lord. If every soul is contracted through your father, then that means he allows people like Hitler to exist. Why? My daughter, you are not the first to ask these questions, and you will not be the last. All souls are born with a blank slate. When a soul wishes to experience life, they approach my father, who grants them their wish of experiencing life. Yes, but that means that you allow evil. Why? My children died to evil. Why was that allowed? The evil perpetrated against your children will not go unpunished. After his soul has been cleansed, he will rejoin my father. What about the lake of fire and all that? The lake of fire is a metaphor for what those souls that are deemed evil will go through. It will feel like an unending fire. Why did this have to happen? What did I do that was so wrong to be punished like this? You are not being punished, my daughter, though it may feel that way, 
and you may experience this loss. It is not punishment. The souls who were your children were ready to come home. I still don't understand how any of this works, I screamed. My daughter, one day you will understand. So what happens now? It is not your time to rejoin with my father. You must return to your life and tell others what is to come. I don't want to return. I have lost everything. The two people most precious to me have been taken by someone who isn't even going to be punished for eternity. It seems like I am the one that is being punished by having to be sent back. My daughter, just like the souls of your loved ones, you two signed a contract with my father. Your life experience isn't done. Well, I want it to be. I don't want to go back without my kids. Jesus looked at me, hugged me, leaned forward, and gently whispered in what would have been my ear. You must return. Do not worry. I will show you what awaits you when you go back. As he said this, he touched what would have been my forehead if I had one with his index and middle fingers. I was given a glance into the future of how the earth and my life would look for the next 70 years. As soon as he took his fingers away, I felt like I was immediately being tugged backward towards my body. I went back through the true black tunnel and found myself hovering over my body. I saw what was happening at that moment. My neighbor was giving me CPR, screaming into the phone for the ambulance to hurry. As soon as the ambulance arrived and began working on me, I eased back into my body through the top of my head. Bodies are crampy spaces. I will describe everything that Jesus showed me as soon as he touched my head. This is not to scare people, but to show that this is going to happen. It doesn't matter whether we want it to or not. Nothing that we can do can change God's will. After I woke up in the hospital, my doctor informed me that I had a long road to recovery. I had been shot six times and my body was going to need time to recover from it. The day that I was due to be released, I had been contemplating telling the doctor what I had seen. Part of me wishes that I didn't, but I felt that he would want to know. I began talking to my doctor and told him everything that happened. I told him that I had seen and spoken to Jesus, and that Jesus showed me the next 70 years, and that he would be going home soon. My doctor immediately ordered me in for a psychiatric evaluation, and I was locked up due to what he called a mental break. My doctor died in 2006. I wish I could see his face and hit him with an I told you so. Some of the other things that I was shown were... I saw myself meeting my second husband eight years after the death of my babies in 2013. I saw us having one child, a baby boy, and then saw my second husband dying in 2051. I have not told him yet. In 2024, the world banking system on the verge of collapse does away with all paper currency, leading to everyone being transferred over to cryptocurrencies. These currencies can be tracked and cut off at will. The United States will implement a social credit system where people are graded based on education, criminal record, political affiliation, and other things. Everything fully turns around in 2028, when in a surprise to no one, Donald Trump is elected president for a second term and does away with the world banking system and brings back paper money for citizens of the United States. I need to point out that I am not from the US, so I am not aware of how things in your country work. In 2061, the United States not able to overcome their differences, decide to split down the middle, and no, no civil war was fought. These two countries named themselves the United Northern States and the United Southern States of America. Both are invaded by China in 2063, forcing the two to join Canada and Mexico to survive the onslaught. From 2028 until 2063, 
there is a relative time of stability in the world. With no wars and famine being all but a memory. Then China invades and the world is at war again for seven years. After the war between China and the newly formed United States of North America and the rest of the world ends, there is a declaration that no more wars will be fought. This declaration holds until at least 2075. I am unable to see what happens in the world after that time. I am guessing that the reason why I wasn't shown further into the future than 70 years is that my contract with God will finally run out. Only 53 more years and I finally get to go home. It is a horrible feeling knowing some of the things that I know, especially knowing the date of death for my husband. I have tried discussing things with him but have yet to bring up the year that he will die. I worry that he will have me locked up and also that he might not be able to handle knowing that he is going to die in 29 years. Some people might call me a demon and possessed, but I don't feel that I am. I feel that Jesus showed me what I needed to see to understand how contracts with the Father worked. I know that people won't believe this. I can already see the comments. All I can tell them is to wait until 2024, and when they see the World Bank's announce they're no longer printing money, and that everyone will be switched to their new cryptocurrency system, then that will be proof enough.